This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Helton Honda, Forever, and Aha That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. So for now, hey, our fearless friends, here's Lisa Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me again on this lovely Friday morning. My name is Lisa McDonald, host of Living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership spans to 145 countries, 220 TV radio terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. Super, super excited and grateful to announce to you that the person who we're interviewing today is the one and only Les Brown. So as one of the world's most renowned motivational speakers, Les Brown is a dynamic personality and highly sought after resource in business and professional circles for Fortune 500 CEOs, small business owners, nonprofit and community leaders from all sectors of society looking to expand opportunity. For three decades, that's right, three decades, he has not only studied the science of achievement, he's mastered it by interviewing hundreds of successful business leaders and collaborating with them in the boardroom, translating theory into bottom line results for his clients. As a premier keynote speaker and leading authority on achievement for audiences as large as 80,000, Les Brown energizes people to meet the challenges of the world around them. He skillfully weaves his compelling life story into the fabric of our daily lives. The thread is forever strengthened, touting why you cannot afford to be complacent, to aim high, achieve, and actively make an impact on the world. Les Brown never tires of using his energies to transform the world well beyond the podium and public appearances, meshing traditional and social media to empower his audiences. Hundreds of thousands are watching him on YouTube and tens of thousands interact with him regularly on Facebook. He has a keen way of turning what he touches into gold. Over 20 years ago, he won a Chicago area Emmy for his unsurpassed fundraising pledge drive for the public broadcasting system, followed by several best-selling books and hosting popular national talk shows and television and radio. Addressing audiences from Denmark to Dubai, Canada to the Caribbean, Les Brown is invited back and again and again for his powerful messages and the ability to connect deeply with people from all walks of life. It isn't just about his great smile and his way with words that motivates people to take action like never before. When people face roadblocks or adversity, it is the depth of his knowledge on achievement that creates lasting results. Les Brown's straight-from-the-heart passion and high energy motivates audiences to step beyond their limitations and into their greatness in many ways. Over the past decade, Les has expanded his role from keynote speaker to master trainer, creating the kind of workshop learning experience that got him committed to personal and professional development many years earlier. His charisma, warmth, and humor have transformed ordinary people into extraordinary achievers by using his own life and his in-depth study of others' challenges to build an understanding of what works, what does not work, and why. Revered as an icon by his colleagues, Brown received the National Speakers Association Coveted Council of Peer Award of Excellence and ultimately its most prestigious Golden Gavel Award for Achievements in Leadership and Communication. Toastmasters International also voted him one of the top five outstanding speakers worldwide, 
Legions of followers flock to stadiums and arenas to hear a man who never stops believing that with proper guidance and training, you can achieve anything you deserve in life. A stumbling block in elementary school was when he was mistakenly declared educable, mentally retarded. Teachers did not recognize the true potential of little Les Brown. However, he used determination, persistence, and belief in his ability to go beyond being a sanitation worker to unleash a course of amazing achievement, including broadcast station manager, political commentator, and multi-term state representative in Ohio. Les Brown is committed to motivating and training today's generation to be achievers and leaders as he introduces new audiences every day to It's Not Over Until You Win, Up Thoughts for Down Times, and Fight for Your Dream. Les Brown's audio series, Choosing Your Future, remains his all-time bestseller for its acclaimed impact worldwide. In business, as in real life, there are always going to be ups and downs. However, where there is a will, there is always a way to achieve amazing results for your organization when Les Brown fills the room with his high-impact, customized message and standing ovation. Welcome to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald, Les Brown. How are you, my friend? I'm seriously excited about being on your program, Lisa. Thank you so very much. Let's well, let me tell you go. this. Les, I am hungry. I am hungry. Yes, indeed. <laughs> you know what? If you're casual about your dream, you will end up a casualty. You've got to be hungry. you got to be hungry. Well, let me tell you how yes. hungry I am. I have been pursuing you for four years years that's how hungry i am les brown so again no coincidence to the fact that when you align with the right people and you believe in yourself and it's non-negotiable moments like this happen on living fearlessly with lisa mcdonald so thank you so much for the gift of your time i know how off the hook busy you are okay but i'm going to challenge you on that lisa moments like this don't happen when you pursue your goals moments like this are created and that's what you are you are a creator and you teach people how to create life in a way that it begins to fulfill their sense of deservingness and bring out their greatness so i want to recognize you for the contribution that you bring and releasing what he brought elizabeth browning called the imprisoned splendor introducing people to a part of themselves that they could never discover by themselves and teaching them how to take life seriously because nobody's figured out how to get out of here alive. Thank you for who you are. <laughs> well, that is so beautifully yummy. Thank you so much for your kind words, and thanks for rectifying that because you're absolutely right to say that we are creators of our own reality, and you have very much, what you have done for the trajectory of your own journey is beyond amazing. Uh, so I thank you for believing in who you are for the fact that we can all recognize and celebrate the phenomenal human being that you are. So thank you so much, Les. Thank you. I appreciate you. So let's talk about going back to the inception of your journey. We know that for those of you uh, who are listening, who follow Les, and that would be many thousands, uh, hundreds of thousands of you, we know that you know Milton Butterball is very profound in the story as well as Mr. Washington. So let's talk about those two individuals for you and your journey. Well, I'm so glad you asked that question because I've been reflecting on my life recently uh, as a 27 year prostate cancer conqueror. I think about mm. my life born in an abandoned building on a floor in a poor section of Miami, Florida called Liberty City, uh, becoming a foster child, then being adopted then being labeled educable, mentally retarded, and put back from the fifth grade to the fourth grade, no college training, asking the question, how did I get here? And those two people, they were pivotal because Mr. Washington, I'll never forget when someone was challenging me in his class and he asked me to read a script to see whether or not I can do it, and I said I couldn't. He was a speech and drama teacher at Booker T. Washington High School, and I said, I'm not one of your students, and he and it. And I said, no, sir. And the other students started laughing, saying, he's Leslie. He's got a twin brother, Wesley. Wesley is smart. He's DT. And he asked, what's DT? He's the dumb twin. And he came from behind his desk, as you know, Lisa. And he looked at me and said, don't ever say that again. Someone's opinion of you does not have to become your reality. And that was uh, a, a turning point in my life. He disrupted 
the story that I believed about myself. And I told him when he asked me, what do I plan to do with my life? I told him I wanted to become a disc jockey so I can earn enough money to, to take care of my foster mother, to buy her a home. And he sent me to Milton Butterball Smith, a WNPM radio station. And through persistence and hunger, I was hunger. able to get that job. Yes. Amazing. Well, there's some parallels between you and I. So from one storyteller to another, I'm just going to briefly share with you because the focus is on you for the, the duration of this interview. But if you can believe it, talking about your uh, being put back from grade five to grade four, my kindergarten teacher, her name was Mrs. Angle. She was obtuse, pun intended. She wanted to fail me. She wanted to keep me back and repeat kindergarten because one, having been born December 21st, I was always the youngest in the class. I also happened to be the smallest in the class. And in addition to that, I was also the only person in the class who was left-handed but refused to be converted over to using the right-hand scissors. So this person already had a target on my back. And so, you know, we look at how impressionable children are. And when you're introduced to the educational system from such a young age, and really prior to that, for most of us, the only experience we have for role modeling uh, is coming right out of the family unit. And so when you've got teachers who are entrusted with your care, who are shaping your reality or so-called reality, and they're dampening the spirit and they're already making you feel like there's something wrong with you, innately, inherently wrong with you. I want to commend you as somebody who could have very much bought into that story myself, Les. I want to commend you for stepping outside of that, whether it be because of Mr. Washington and other people in the path that helped navigate and cultivate the journey for who you are and where you are today. But the fact that there was a fundamental belief within yourself. It's like, no, I'm here to play a bigger story. I'm here to tell a bigger story. I'm here to understand that it's a birthright to be here and maximize the gift that it is to even be born, which is a miracle in itself. So as somebody who almost failed school myself, I just want to say kudos to you, my friend, for not letting somebody else's opinion of you define the trajectory of your story. Well, thank you so much, Lisa. And you know, the world is full of people like Mrs. Angler. And what you did was you stood up for yourself. And most people don't do that. I think that's why the Book of Life said the road is to life is straight and narrow. And few there be that find it, because few there be that will have the courage. Few there be that have the willingness to stand up for themselves in the face of adversity or rejection or the negative things that people believe about them. So that's why what you do this show, the reasons you do this show, you've chosen to do it. But as much as you have chosen to do it, I believe that you were chosen to do it. Coincidence <laughs> is God's way of staying anonymous. And so whatever I believe that I say to people, whatever you are seeking, it's also seeking you. Beautiful. Absolutely. I wholeheartedly concur with that. And I want to say outside of all your success and your accolades, Les, which of course there's a laundry list and the bio that I plugged at the beginning is just like a glimmer of it. Um, but I would say your biggest accomplishment, I got to interview your son, Les Brown Jr. a couple of weeks ago here on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. And can I tell you what a phenomenal job from one parent to another you have done with that boy? I mean, not only is he very clearly your son in the way of for what you embody and what you've emitted to him and what you've transmitted to him, uh, but that echoed throughout the airwaves. And I've had nothing but incoming comments about how on fire he was and how in the zone he was and how lit up he was. And so the fact that he is your son is not at all surprising. Again, no coincidences. The apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. But I just want to say... Your biggest accomplishment in my eyes, from a parent to another parent, you have done a phenomenal job, Les. Well, I want to thank you for that. You know, one of the things I said to an audience the other night, don't focus on what it is that you are going to leave for your kids. Focus on what is it that you're going to leave in your kids. Yeah. So they can be independent so they can be an asset to society rather than a liability so that they can have a sense of purpose and when your life has a sense of purpose it gives your life a sense of direction 
Absolutely. Well, I just want to say, too, to quote you, because I have been recycling in my listening and and getting new meaning and clarity for each and every time I have been one of your YouTube followers. And the quote that I absolutely love, which could not be more telling uh, or crystal clear in this particular moment for me as the person who's interviewing you, is when you say, and I cite, It's better to be prepared for an opportunity and not have one than to have an opportunity and not be prepared for it. And I know that that also came from Mr. Washington, which was very profound and pivotal in you being prepared for your situation over at the radio station of wanting to be a DJ with Milton Butterball. So I just want to say it's taken me four years to get to this moment. I have manifested it. I went through every loophole I possibly could to connect with you and to make this possible. Um, So you and I share that tenacity, that perseverance, and that fortitude in common. And I just want to say again, vibe attracts tribe. So no coincidences as a result of your individual clarity, my individual clarity, Two people are now on the same airwaves, having the same frequency type energy based conversation. So for the listening audience, Les, knowing this is all about living fearlessly with Lisa McDonald, clearly you embody that. Clearly you show up and you step up and you reach and you rise every single day in your life. What would you say to the listeners and eventually the podcast subscribers tuning into this program who, you know, they're enamored by people like you. They think that your positivity and your outlook and your approach to life is phenomenal, but they themselves, for whatever reason, are feeling immobilized by fear or they're feeling impeded by a certain situation or somebody else's opinion of them that has them playing small. What would you say to the listeners? Well, first of all, many people are living a life of mediocrity, as you are aware, uh, because of fear. Um, 86% of people, according to various studies, allow their fear of failure to outweigh their desire to succeed or to live a bigger life. As Zig Ziglar, as you know, said that fear is false evidence appearing real. I encourage people to live a heart-centered life, that is, finding answers in the heart, living from your faith. And when you challenge yourself, when you live a life from a place of courage, and and courage is not the absence of fear, but courage is the willingness to do what it is that you desire to do in spite of the fear. This God, as you know, who's from California, he said, if you're not willing to risk, you can't grow. And if you can't grow, you, you can't become your best. And if you can't become your best, you can't be happy. And if you can't be happy, then what else is there? So when I think about Helen Keller, she said, life is short and unpredictable. Eat the dessert first. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Well, and the thing that I absolutely love about you, Les, is, you know, oftentimes people have these presumptions for the people who that I interview who are iconic and legendary, such as yourself. People make the assumption very incorrect and false that people are, such as yourself, based on your success, are born with a special ingredient, a special gene, you know, a silver spoon in their mouth. And what I love about your story, because people's greatness, I truly believe, is always birthed out of the backstory. The backstory coming from a place of pain, coming from a place of feeling invisible, unheard, dismissed, glossed over, alienated, isolated, you name it. And so for people who have aspired to the rankings of where you sit in the world on the international global stage, people don't understand that there is a story for somebody to have exhibited the hunger and embody the hunger in which you do. That came from all kinds of rejection. That came from all kinds of people not seeing initially the potential in you came from the fact that you were a foster child. And I too, again, another parallel, no coincidence. I used to, in social services, used to work with kids in group homes and foster homes and used to take them in my home actually for per diem weekends to give the foster parents a break so they would not burn out. And so this is what makes people like you specifically less very relatable because everybody who's a human being is on the spectrum, whether it's identified specific circumstances that they can relate to to your story or not again we all feel the spectrum of human emotion so for you to have overcome everything that you have in your life where perceivably people would go that's a miracle or what are the chances of that 
this is what makes you relatable to people because people understand what it feels to be left out. Otherwise, we wouldn't have the kinds of awareness days that we do related to bullying, anti-bullying, all the Me Too, everything that's going on where the level of consciousness has been elevated and shifted. So for the role that you play, which is paramount in, in perpetuating that wonderful journey and saga, I say thank you. Well, thank you so very much. As I was listening to you, one of the things I realized is that all of us have a power and presence in us that can allow us to overcome whatever life throws at us. A friend of mine who's a speaker and a trainer named Cindy, and and she's a fourth-stage breast cancer conqueror. And and one of the things that I realized in, in listening to her and watching her and when she was diagnosed with, you have breast cancer, and that those three words, you have cancer. And what happened was that she became a fighter. It's been said that life is a fight for territory. And once you stop fighting for what you want, what you don't want will automatically take over. So we all must realize that life is going to be a fight, that things are, are real, that is going to happen to you. That's why Forrest Gump said life is like a box of chocolate. Chocolate. You never know what you're going to get. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. And so for somebody who's as evolved uh, as you are, somebody who's committed fiercely, staunchly, consistently to rapid, momentous personal growth, personal development less, Again, being a human being, you're going to have your moments. Either there's going to be a moment of trepidation or uncertainty, whatever the case may be. Because, again, what underscores all of this is you, me, everybody who's listening is a human being. What's probably different in your case is because of your evolution of self, you're able to recalibrate very quickly. But what are some of the things that would be surprising perhaps to the listening audience that can humanize who Les Brown is in terms of, yeah, I still deal with things. I still perhaps grapple with things, but this is my approach to getting myself back in the flow, getting back in the vortex very quickly. Well, you know, when, when I went through a divorce, I was devastated going through a divorce from someone that I said, I do until death do us part. And I parked. Because there were moments that I questioned myself, what right do I have to stand up and talk to people about you can live your dreams? And I wasn't able to make my marriage work, that that life is not just about success monetarily or what your career is or being successful in your business, but building a family, making relationships work that's close to you, that's important to you. And, and the truth of the matter is that there are people and there are experiences that you have. Some, as you know, the saying that some happen for a reason, some happen for a season, season. and some happen for a lifetime. lifetime. Yep. Yes. And so we have to be willing to be flexible and adaptable and deal with it. Because I remember a quote that really drives me, Lisa, and, mm-hmm. and the quote is that in life, you will always be faced with a series of God-ordained opportunities brilliantly disguised as problems and challenges. And so mm-hmm. when I have setbacks, when I have defeats and disappointments, and I do have them, all of us have our moments in the God of Gethsemane, I see it as a God-ordained opportunity for me to discover something about myself that I don't know for me to develop a a stronger level of of spirituality because I believe at the end of the day, you know, my my song used to be by Frank Sinatra, I did it my way. But now at this stage of my life and and starting off my 75th year on the planet, I'm doing it God's way. I I realize more and more every day that life is God's gift to us and how we live our lives is our gift to God and that we are here to make a difference. We are here to leave our mark. And you have answered that call. Horace Mann said we should be ashamed to die until we've made some major contribution to humankind. When Lisa comes on this radio station, there are people that you'll never meet, that when they hear your voice, if they're in a dark place, you'll bring them out into the light. When they hear your voice, 
if they start thinking about taking themselves out, you will remind them that they have greatness in them. So each of us have a role in life to play. I think that God asked Adam, where are you? Not because he didn't know, but he wanted him to do an assessment, given what you have, given who you are, made in my likeness and image. Where are you? What are you doing with your dreams? What are you doing with your talents? What are you doing with your life? And most people, as we know, died age 25 and don't get buried until they're 65, and you have a show that will make them go back and look at their dreams and and give it mouth-to-mouth resuscitation and begin to live their dreams rather than their fears. Wow. Beautiful. Well, I'm deeply touched by your words about what you said about my show and the impact that that's uh, making for other people. And yeah, you know, that's my contribution. And sometimes our message resonates with people. Sometimes it doesn't. Not everybody's receptive to the shift. And that's absolutely okay. It's not something to take personally. But Yes, when we know that there is a bigger game to play, when we know that the purpose is more for the collective than it is for the individual self, then it's very easy to get behind it because there's a a level of accountability and there's a level of pride that's attached to that. And by pride, I don't mean from an egoic standpoint, I mean from an accountability. This is something that I am here to do for whatever length of time I'm meant to be here, making every day count, making moments count, and valuing the the role that everybody plays because on some level we all don't know what we don't know but people are generally I believe receptive people just need the tools people need the navigation people need the role models they need the example and so for the example that you continue to play particularly on the big stage Les I just want to say thank you because you've been an anchor for me you know even before I had this gig of being on radio it's been four years now but before that happened When I was back in my dark day, and I too, I share another parallel with you, I too am a divorced woman. And this is where this reinvention process got birthed for me. It's like, okay, can't go back to what I was doing in social services and crisis management specifically. It's not conducive to being a single parent and being the primary caregiver. So what am I going to do? And I looked at my transferable skills, but until I got the clarity piece to get me going where I am... I was like listening to you over and over and over again. And people like, you know, I I could say if people like Les Brown can do it. And by comparison, he had far worse situations where he had not even some of the advantages I had coming out of the birth canal. I just want to say thank you. I mean, people like you have really helped pave the way for people like me. So when you thank me for what it is that you believe I'm doing for other people, it's a domino effect. It it truly is a domino effect. If people like you didn't exist, I don't know if this radio show would exist last. So thank you. Well, thank you so much. But you know, the, the great thing that you do so well, Lisa, because you were chosen to do this work. And, and when I'm working with clients, and at this stage of my life, as you are aware, we learn, we earn, we pass it on. Mm. That when people listen to this show, when people hear a presenter, I, and I train speakers now, uh, help people to learn how to speak to an audience and transform people individually and collectively. That what we do is that how people live their lives is a result of the story they believe about themselves. And so that when people hear your program or when you go out and speak or when I speak or people that are listening now that are life coaches and trainers, that when you speak, we distract, dispute, and inspire. When you speak, you distract people from the story they believe about themselves that's been given to them by life. That's why the book of life says, be ye not conformed to this world, be it transformed by the renewing of your mind. And when you speak and you present things that you have learned, you distract them from their current situation, but you now distract dispute. You now break down their current reality, their current vision on how they see themselves psychologists call that the self-explanatory style, distract, dispute, and inspire. And you inspire them to become, as Mother Teresa would say, to become a pencil in the hand of God and start writing a new chapter in their lives. And I think, given what's happening in the country today, 
I think, given the fact that over 20,000 people every month, according to the Department of Labor, are losing their jobs to IT, you know, in, in, that, that the, the artificial intelligence and the rise of the robots, that, mm-hmm. that now more than ever, this type of program, you give people hope. And as you are aware, when there's hope in the future, that gives you power in the present. And we need more voices like yours. We need more people that will speak to the things that people need to begin to see, to call forth those things that be not as though they were. Yes, we're going through some tough times now. But Robert Shuler had a point that tough times never last, but tough people do. That yes. we have the ability to do more than we can ever begin to imagine. That what we are dealing with now has not come to stay, it has come to pass. And so the reason I'm focusing on this, I believe we live in the greatest country in the world. And when you think about the fact there are people who come here, risk going to prison, risk their lives, trying to outswim a shark or outrun a Jeep barefooted. And yet in this country, the land of opportunity, over 3,000 people on a regular basis commit suicide, that in this country since 1999, the suicide rate to this day has increased over 30%. And and I believe that because evil prevails when good men and women do nothing. There's something, I I saw something the other night, these kids that are being held in cages. And somebody said something that grabbed me. He said, when something happens, there's a victim, and there's a perpetrator, and there are witnesses. And the question is, who is the worst? The worst is not the perpetrators, most people would say, but the witnesses. Because at any time, the witnesses can say, no, this is wrong. No, this is not who we are as a country. No, we're not going to stand up for this, That, that things don't change until the witnesses decide not to be spectators, but to step up like you decided to step up in your life and say, I'm going to be a voice of change. I'm going to make some impact. I'm going to stand here and and, and operate from the thinking of stand up for what you believe in because you can fall for anything. Absolutely. Well, I want to extrapolate on something you just said, and that was pretty powerful. Uh, So I appreciate you sharing with myself and the listening audience what it was that you uh, had tuned into there to have that as an example to cite here on radio. But I think even outside of witnesses, I think I would take it one step further and just say, I think it's even more criminal to be a bystander in your own life. Because this is where yes. the vict- this is where the victimology starts, and I think the more people who are crippled by the victimology mindset, they're taking away from the gift of what they should be, uh, or more perceivably what they could look upon themselves and perceive themselves to be as a contributor, as their own agent of change. And it doesn't have to be doing what Les and I do in the space of personal growth and personal development. There are there are millions of people who are in need with all kinds of different individual plights, different circumstances, which I'm sure one of them could re- resonate or relate to you in a way that would make you impassioned, make you realize, you know what, there are people who perceivably have it worse than me. But we don't want to play that back and forth comparison. Oh, you think you've had a bad day? Well, I've had it worse. You think your life sucks? Well, let me tell you how my life sucks. No, what you put your attention on grows stronger. So if we're looking to be solution focused as opposed to problem saturated, if we're looking to see ourselves at the micro level as part of the the macrocosm for for change, then everybody should be rolling up their sleeves. I don't care if you're able-bodied, not able-bodied, I don't care if you've got an affliction, an addiction, whatever. We all struggle with certain things, but it's the approach, it's the attitude, it's the mindset, and fundamentally what that comes down to, it's the individual choice. So rather than partaking on the sidelines of witnessing somebody else abusing somebody else, I caution everybody here. I'm asking everybody here and challenging you to stop abusing yourselves. You are making a major point. You said something, and and I I want us to look at this. You said rather than being 
that as you look at yourself, rather than being problem saturated, you want to be solution focused. Why is that important? Because where where focus goes, energy flows. Yes. And so yes, and and so when 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 you allow yourself to be saturated by the problems, you become consumed by them, and now you are not the embodiment of the the issue that that people are facing right now and that is cynicism see i say that you don't know enough about yourself to be a cynic you have greatness <laughs> in you and when you're pursuing your greatness you don't know what your limits are so you act like you don't have any love it Absolutely. Well, and the thing is, too, for somebody who's an authentic thought leader, agent of change, which you are less, you know, it's not about I mean, we don't want to see the same people coming over back and again to all the talks that we do. The, the whole point is come show up once, figure it out. Take some of what I've had to impart to you. Go incorporate it into your DNA. Go do a shift. Go recalibrate. Go, uh, you know, take away and deconstruct all that the false scripting and the false beliefs that have had you up to this point play small and have a really distorted view of self based on other people's lack of individual healthiness of self and that trickling down too. So yes, people like you, it's not about hierarchy. It's not about less Brown being better than other people. If you're paying attention to the teachings of what Les Brown is professing, then if you're really paying attention, then you get it once, you get it a couple of times and you go, Les here is trying to get me to have the takeaway, the breakthrough, the download, the blueprint, the whatever you want to call it or characterize it to be, so that I too can in my own way, in my own capacity, with my own capabilities, my own skill set, my own passions, my own purpose, I too can make a difference, whether it's on a smaller scale than less, but it's still doing something other than sitting on the fence of mediocrity and complacency. Lisa, you're so right. I'm in this place right now. Leo Tolstoy, as you know, he was an author. He was a, a Russian author. He said, as I face inevitable death, what in the meaning and purpose of my life that will not be destroyed or undone after I'm gone? Mm. And I believe that our mission and our goal is to live a life that will live beyond our years here, that will yes. live a life yeah. that not just create a legacy, a legacy is a life where people will remember what you did. But when you build a dynasty, a dynasty is a life that you live that people will never forget because of the impact of your life, that we are here to do a work. We are created on purpose, with a purpose, for a purpose. And there's a work for us to do. And, and so when we leave, live here, from that perspective, that, that we weren't just sent here to work and be stressed out, raise a family, go to college, and then die. That there's something that we are supposed to do, and, and, and it's called the greater work. When, then when, when they, they ask, the, you know, I'm, a, I'm an inspirational speaker for a Jewish carpenter, and, and when they ask him, you know, you know, they were amazed at the miracles that he performed. He said, these things ye shall do, and greater things shall ye do. And I think that now we were born for such a time as this. Now we must rise up. Now we must face the reality of Willie Jolly said that it, that the setback is a setup for a comeback, that you have comeback power now, that this is a time that will introduce us to a part of ourselves that we don't know right now. Beautiful. Well, I want to touch upon what you spoke about there very briefly about legacy and, you know, and dynasty. So I did a legacy series. I interviewed, uh, co-interviewed, co-hosted, uh, and interviewed some of my former radio guests, uh, you know, Lolly Daskal, Jeffrey Hazlett, uh, Dr. Marshall Goldsmith, Ben Gay III, um, a couple of people from CBS Radio. I mean, the list goes on. 
And it was really interesting. I think one of my biggest takeaways, and it wasn't that I didn't concur, I didn't wholeheartedly agree, or that it didn't resonate with me in principle myself. But I think, you know, there's this misnomer about what is legacy. People think it's something that you create for hopefully what gets remembered when your time of passing comes. No, legacy is doing how you would want to be remembered every single day. It's doing the kind deeds. It's, you know, helping your fellow man and woman. It's, you know, being the good parent. It's being the role model. It's being the volunteer. It's taking action. It's doing and saying and emitting the right energies so that we can collectively all feed off of each other in a, a, an intuitive way versus a counterintuitive way. I am so sick of living in a world that we still have to talk about racism. I am sick of living in a world where we still have to talk about all the isms, people who are oppressed, marginalized, disenfranchised, children having to be apprehended from their homes because parents don't know how not to abuse people because they're so in pain themselves. So, you know, I just think what we are consciously choosing to do, think, feel, say, speak every single day, that's legacy making. That's part of decision making. That's part of memory making. That's part of daily living making today. Don't wait to, you know, for whatever the eulogy is going to say or whoever congregates at your celebration of life or whatever you choose to have written on your headstone. Legacy is, is in your power to be empowered now to impress upon what you want to do and maximize with this gift of, of this miracle we call life. It's today. It's in this moment, as you said, right now. Yeah. And I wanted to, as we think about what you just said, which is powerful, is that I want everybody to think about some major goal that they would like to achieve. And I want them to say to themselves that it's possible. Some things you can't say I can do that because you really don't know as yet, but you, but you can say it's possible if anybody at any point in time had a goal and a dream beyond their comfort zone and they made it happen, that it's possible that you can have yours. Next thing is that it's necessary. That's yes. To know, and I know a thing or two because I've seen a thing or two, that you have to decide that it's necessary, that it's a non-negotiable. And because if you are casual about your dream, your dream will end up a casualty. And yeah. the other piece that's real is that it's you, that it's me. Uh, George Bernard Shaw said, the people that make it in this life, they look around for the circumstances that they want, and if they can't find them, they create them. And the other piece that they don't say, Lisa, that I realize and you realize when it comes to transforming your life, when it comes to living your dream, when it comes to making a change, that it's hard. And I remember when Mike Williams, my mentor, he, he wrote the book called The Road to Your Best Stuff. And, and he said, Brownie, he said, if you do what is easy, that is quit, that's give up, that is becoming intimidated by people with PhDs and MBAs because you don't have a college education. If you do what is easy, your life will be hard. But if you do what is hard, your life will be easy. Absolutely. And that's the place from which I live. Beautiful. Well, there's something that I would like you and I to say in unison for the purpose of the listening audience, which is one of your quotes. Good things are supposed to happen to me every day. Can we say that a couple of times together, Les? Absolutely. Good things, Good things are supposed, are supposed to, happen to, happen to happen to me every day. Every day. Good things, things are supposed, are supposed to, happen to happen to me every day. Every day. Yes, yes. We, we must do that. And, and the reason is, as you are aware, is we've been programmed to believe this is too good to be true. Something is bound to happen. I received a $5 million check from King World to do a talk show. And when I went into the studio in Manhattan in New York, I looked around at the cameras and the setup, and I said, this is too good to be true. Something is bound to happen. And I spoke <laughs> death of my own dream. And so by affirming and saying and speaking and calling forth those things that be not as though they were good things are supposed to happen to me, every day you are aligning yourself with the reality 
that there's a presence and there's a power in you, that everything that exists now exists twice, first in the mind and then in the without. Absolutely. Well, and, and not my quote, you know, it's very hard to come by something originally in which to coin, but something that I subscribe to and I profess consistently is you have to believe it to see it. Oftentimes people aren't prepared to take action unless there's some kind of forthcoming external tangible uh, evidence. You know, people are waiting for the evidence to present itself. No, you've got to go create it. You've got to, but you've got to believe it in order for whatever it is that you aspire to see for that to show up. You have to believe it to see it. And oftentimes, I want to because, take that a step further. I want to take yes. it a step further. Believe it until you know it. Oh, ye shall know the truth. And Beautiful. that truth will set you free from living a life of mediocrity. That truth will allow you to take chances, to become a risk taker. When Walt Disney opened one of his facilities, everybody said, boy, it, it would have been great had Walt been here to see this. And, and one of the staff members said, he knew it. Mm. That's why we're here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and oftentimes, too, people often, uh, for the kind of language and the type of people that we'd be immersed in, people oftentimes say, you know, sky is the limit. I challenge that, and I always correct that. And I say, no, beyond the sky is the limit, because if there are no limitations imposed or otherwise, then it's limitless. And isn't that the goal? Isn't that the, like, how yeah. does one... Yes, because otherwise, how do you really fully know your potential? It doesn't matter, even at Les Brown's level or Lisa McDonald's level or anybody else's level for where they're recognized. Uh, you know, do you think Les is still doing the same thing every single day? Do you think I'm doing the same thing every single day? No, we're honing it. We're mastering it all the time. We're looking at new ways in which we can be creative, knowing that our creativity and the ways in which we've designed it is going to help people at the macro level. It's going to help people at the collective level. And so when you take that on as your due diligence, when you see that you are responsible for that, there's a truly inherent level of accountability, you can't afford to get complacent no matter what accolades uh, you've aspired to achieve or succeed in. It's like you got to keep going. And it's not about vanity. It's not about ego. It's not about being narcissistic. If you look at the work that Les does and you look at the people who have been impacted, the people who have uh, changed their lives dramatically, myself being one of them, again, if it hadn't been for Les, owning Les's power and being empowered and believing in himself, Lisa McDonald would not be here joined by Les Brown sharing in the very same message that we're telling you, the listeners, the podcast subscribers, this is not unique to Les and Lisa. This is something that is for you as well. You've got to step into your greatness. You've got to figure these things out. But know that you've got people like us who are going to give you the examples and the backstory and the storytelling in which to make that possible. But again, it comes down to choice. So for the choices that you've made less and the way that it's benefited the collective, I say thank you. I would like to give you the opportunity, knowing that we're kind of winding down here, uh, bottom of the hour. Where can people connect with you? Where can people come next to you speak? Where can people sign up for your masterminds, your seminars? Where can people buy your books? And how can people connect with you on any other level for any other uh, service that you provide? Well, I, I thank you for the opportunity to do that. And I just wanted to cap on what it is you just said. Socrates said, a man's reach is to supersede his grasp or what are the heavens for? And people that would like to come to uh, workshops, uh, seminars, or someone listening that has a story and want to make a national and global impact, they can email me at lesbrown77 at gmail.com. That's lesbrown77 at gmail.com. And I encourage people, if they'd like to see some of our work, on YouTube there's a presentation where I spoke in the Georgia Dome before 80,000 people. It's called Les Brown speaking in the Georgia Dome. It's not over until you win. I, th mm -hmm. I think if they watch that for 90 days straight, it will change their life. 
but they can email me at lesbrown77 at gmail.com. One of our staff members will send out to them the things that we're doing, the coaching and the masterminds and all of the activities that we're designing to help people to live their greatest life. You have something special. You have greatness in you. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. (laughs) I love how emphatic you are. I love how compelling you are and how intentional and deliberate you are. But I also want to say, Les, you know, it took me four years to have this interview with you because I never gave up and because I believed in myself and because I kept taking actionable steps in which to make it happen. The next thing that I'm manifesting where you and I are concerned is I'm going to come see you speak. I'm going to come meet you in person. I I am. I absolutely know that I'm destined for that. And I'm going to be meeting with your son in Toronto in August where we've decided that the synergies between us and the co-creating abilities, capabilities are through the charts. So we're going to be providing a couple of day seminar in Toronto towards the latter part of August. If you want to come and be a part of that, I know how off the hook busy you are, but one way or the other, I'm going to meet you. I'm going to see you and we're going to have this conversation. Well, we're not going to meet. I'm looking for us sharing the stage together, my sister. So get ready. I'm coming for you. Okay. Well, you send the date, you send the time, and I'm on the plane. (laughs) All right. Okay. I want to thank you so much for who you are. God bless the day you were born. Well, thank you, Les. This has been an honor. It's been an absolute privilege. It's been, this is going to be embedded in my heart, my soul, my spirit forever. Uh, The gift that you've given myself and the listening audience and the podcast subscribers, it's immeasurable. Uh, This has been a life-altering moment for me, very surreal moment. And I know this is just the beginning. I, even with my books, I never finish anything with the end. It's always the beginning. So here's to another chapter of the beginning in the Les Brown, Lisa McDonald story. To the listening audience, I wanna say thank you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules for tuning into myself and Les Brown here on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Again, listenership spans to 145 countries, 220 TV, radio, terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. Once again, as always, I'm very clear on my purpose. My purpose is to uplift you, to fear less, and to live more. Until next Friday, I wish you all my very best. Have a safe, glorious weekend. Love and gratitude. Love and gratitude to you as well, Les. All my best. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout-out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Helton Honda, Forever, and Aha That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. And until next week, our fearless friends, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio telling you to be your own hero, be your own hero, be your own leader, and be your own best friend. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.